Hello. Hey, hi. You can hear me. I can. Okay, good. I was. It's weird. I use it on my phone, but it's also I have my computer in front of me, and it comes up on the, the computer first, and it rings like for like five more seconds, and I'm trying, and it's not going on my phone, and I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Oops, sorry. Oh, you can hear me so. Weird things happening with Yeah. No, no, this seems pretty good. This is like the last time was like, we took us like half an hour to get started. That's true. I think I, I think I had two drinks before we even said a word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always always a little bit of a it's an episode. It's the, just you, you just never know. It's the introduction, you know. Technology. <laughs> yeah. So um We've been talking. You, you've been um, suggesting this cool topic, which is uh, yeah. I, I think uh, it's 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 kind of uh, right on for us because uh, we we talk about what what is art and what is not art and the question of what is art. <laughs> so yeah, this topic is very very interesting. So go ahead and introduce it. Yeah, the, well, the listener. <laughs> I was. Um... Every once in a while, I go on Facebook, <laughs> yes. and a friend of a friend of mine, uh, Lanny, uh, had was in Toronto uh, at the end of the week, and he had a, fo- a photo posted of of the flight stop. It's called the Michael Snow installation at the Eaton Center that I'm sure lots and lots of people know, but probably a lot of people don't know much about it. And mm-hmm. uh, myself, myself actually included, I didn't realize that there was a uh, lawsuit that went on about it. But I, I remembered when seeing it, oh yeah, that's a Michael Snow sculpture. And then I think, hey, Michael Snow, he's a pretty big artist in Canada, one of the most famous artists in Canada. So I thought that he would be an interesting person to talk about. And then I saw that there was this controversy and lawsuit that went on about the, it's the geese hanging, right, for people mm-hmm. that are that uh, would, I'm sure I'm sure almost anybody that has ever been to Toronto knows about it. It's a very famous piece. Anyway, so what happened was the Eaton Center decided a number of years after it was installed and a number of years ago, it was installed in 79, I think about maybe 10 or 12 or something like that years later, they decided to decorate his sculpture over the uh, over the holiday season. So they tied these red ribbons around all the geese's neck and he flipped out he said no you can't do that this is my art you've just changed my art You're, and and he went to court and he actually won and they mm-hmm. had to take the take the ribbons off and i don't think there was any malicious intent i think it's the sort of sculpture and there's a lot of public sculpture out there that falls in the same category where i think it, it people don't even recognize it as an artwork they just see it as part of the architecture i think that's a successful um, point actually in, in having a good piece of uh, public sculpture, but but that one in particular, I just think the people that were whoever was in charge of decorating the mall for Christmas thought, oh, let's do this, and it didn't work out so well. And I guess that um, idea that you picked up on and, and sent me a message about the idea about cultural appropriation, or not cultural, I guess more um, artistic appropriation, and then sending that link just now about Richard Prince, which is very interesting. And I remembered reading about that in the past. So yeah, there's a whole wide range of topic about (laughs) what it means to, um, I, I, like you say, there's on the one hand, you can go right to the, is it art? The whole point of our little podcast. And then, and then the idea of cultural appropriation, the idea of Richard Prince, just, um, 
Why don't you Why don't you tell us about Richard Prince since well, it was your I'm idea? Trying to think, uh, I'm trying to think first about Michael Snow. Um, okay, okay. Think that's... about uh, this this first idea that you've uh, you've brought in, um, and I think that it was in 1980, 80 uh, something. Uh, at that time, uh, the co- the Canadian uh, law uh, ruled that any work of art that would be modified uh, would constitute an infringement of of the piece itself, because then it just it becomes like a desecration of the the author's. Uh, uh, intent or something like that. I, I don't have the uh, actual legal terms here, but um, I, I thought about this. I kept that in my mind, uh, and then um, and then I thought about uh, what we do as artists constantly, and what has been done over and over and over again. This uh, reappropriation of uh, of art because it's kind of like a big collage of of uh, one one artist to another over time, uh, passing on um, this knowledge or this tradition or this method or this. So and when we create anything in in my class, we always talk about the influences. Uh, we've had, or sometimes we're not even aware that there is this. Uh, we create something and we don't even know that uh, there's a whole genre out there or a whole kind of stream of this kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? Hey, and, hey, I thought I invented color field painting. Who knew it was been <laughs> it was done for 50 years before you? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, and also sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of synchronicity in art. It's uh, like as you're working with something, I was working with the idea, for example, of domesticity, and um, the word domestic kind of kept popping up. And at the same time, another student in my class was embroidering the word domestic on, you know, a piece of fabric. Uh, and I did not even know, or I'm working with circles, and then this other girl is painting, making a painting, working with circles. You know, like, it, it happens a lot, and, and you're always kind of, oh, I didn't mean to, oh, uh, I wasn't kind of copying, you know, like, but you always kind of look a little bit like you are, and, and sometimes there are influences that kind of, weave themselves in into your work and you go oh my god you know i just made this thing that it looks almost exactly like this other thing and it's like you didn't really intend to but you're being influenced so um so this uh kind of uh stuff happens a lot but um i'm trying to think back about michael snow making his um geese and then hanging the geese in the Eaton Center, and then being paid for his geese, and then knowing that his geese are there for 20 years, uh, and the contribution that the Eaton Center has made 
to him uh, to uh, the propagation of uh, and, and, and the promotion of of his artwork um, and of him as an artist in general yeah. I mean, he, like, mm-hmm. like I said right at the beginning he's arguably Canada's most famous artist I mean yeah. whatever that means yeah so I think there's a little bit of uh, uh, double there's a double double way street in a way um, now are those geese part of the Eaton Center in a way now um I, I think that yes, out? I would say yes. Uh, yeah, I would say yes too. I would say that the geese have been flying in that atrium for for a number of since decades. 1979. Yeah. Okay. I don't well, know what. Pro- probably I don't know if that was originally when it, I don't know when the Eaton Center was built, but probably not too much before that. So 30 years. Um, there's still his babies and there's still um, his work, yes, definitely. Now, a bow was put on them. Um, um, yeah, the commercialization, um, that's annoying, as the aspect of Christmas and all of this, but he chose to show his work in, inside a commercial center. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too, but I also I also think he was just trying to make a point as well. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to imagine myself in a position where I would have something like that and that happened. I, I, I'm not the sort of person I don't think that would make a point. Like, I don't I, – I, I mean, I wonder how he found out about it. Did he go to the Eaton Center to buy himself something or get Christmas presents? And he's like, what the devil? <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that's how he found out. What the devil? Yes, yes, that's what happened. And then he told I'm taking, I'm taking them to court. No, they're like Donald Trump. See you in court. Would have tweeted in all caps lock. Um, oh yeah, I mean, when you purchase a work, it is still you're not purchasing the copyright of that work. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I mean, if I went out and I bought, I had lots of money. I won a lottery and I'm, I bought like a, a hundred thousand dollar painting by a famous artist, and I decided that I wanted to change it. I would assume that would be my right to do that because now it's mine. Yeah, but, it's like a car. If you're going to buy a car and then you're going to custom paint uh, the the paint, the, take away the the blue that that came with the fabrication of your vehicle, and then do a custom painting job on it, the Ford isn't going to sue you for copyright infringement, right? Yeah, you'd you'd probably paint a cow on the side of yours. <laughs> Cow on one side, zebra. Yeah, yeah. Do a mural of a mural of a cow on the back of your in your back of your car. <laughs> the cow machine. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so to me, it's 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 a little bit unusual. I I think that the court sided with him in that because I do think like okay, you've bought it; it's yours. Like okay, this is something we talked about going way way back when we first started doing this. We t- talked about Richard Serra. Mm-hmm. And the sculpture that he did across the United Nations Plaza in New York, which was a giant arc that totally cut off traffic mm-hmm. across the whole arc. It was kind of an asshole, basically, artwork. <laughs> I, I have a great respect for Richard Serra, but that was like, that's a real statement, like blocking people's it's path, a dick right? Move. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was early on in the sort of right wing assault on. Uh, on art and on the value of it, and they they basically cut that thing down and turned it and turned it into scrap. And I think there was a lawsuit about that. But it's the same idea, though. It's 
it's kind of like, well, he was paid for it. It's no longer really his. So yeah, it's I, I find that it, I, I find it odd that the courts would have sided the way that they did. But in another way, I I also um, I understand, and it's it's the integrity of artwork uh, yeah, yeah. must be respected uh, definitely. I believe in that as well. Uh, you don't. Uh, like some some years ago, uh, we had uh, an exhibit at the university from a visiting artist, um, and, and it was in a room. And some people in the building stacked uh, plastic chairs in front of the paintings, and I felt I felt so discouraged. I was in tears almost to see that. Yeah, and and. What's happening in a lot of these cases is what I was saying earlier. I think a lot of people don't even understand or see this thing as being, they just, it's like almost like it's not there. Mm -hmm. It's like just, you know what I mean? It's, and mm -hmm. that's interesting because, um, like art is all around us, right? I keep saying, I say this all the time to, you know, like the idea of having some sort of an art degree, like all the people who are making all the films that you see and industrial design and just everything, like there's everything is designed and there's some, level of artist, artistry and everything but i think a lot of it is just like oxygen to people they don't they just completely take it for granted right yes yeah um i think that um i'm guessing that um when you're 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 you're, at, you're that big that you you are now doing public art um that um some form of um of um of some agency is going to happen to your artwork and you have to kind of uh, accept that I believe in letting go of it um, right because uh, as it ages the artwork will change uh, as as the people are are um, engaging with it uh, it will change um, like uh, this, uh, this sculpture that is sitting in in, um, in a park here, it, it's it's a big uh, steel sculpture, but people climb on it all the time, and there might be some graffiti on it at one point or whatever, you know. Like the elements will change it, the people will change it, and I guess you you must kind of um, accept that in a way. Um, so um, now there's uh, we're forty years later, thirty years, thirty-six years later, thirty-seven years later, and um, there's this uh, guy Richard Prince who uh, takes people's Instagram photos and right, Richard, yeah, Richard Prince, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What, what yeah, and, and he's—I guess he had a—he's had a history of doing that. And in a way, I think the guy's brilliant to do it. And in another way, I kind of—I agree with the sort of sentiment of shaking one's head. You know, <laughs> I, I, I guess it's—it's it's hard for me to have. I, I think somebody that's able to make money off art—it's hard for me to have that strong of an opinion mm. on on them not doing it. I think power to you. I mean, it's not something that I would feel comfortable doing myself because I think it's not that particularly artistic. I agree. But that, but that said, I haven't actually seen it. Um, I yeah, to me, I don't, I don't really get why you would do that. But I would want to have some sort of more signature of my own on it. I, I, I just wouldn't. I don't think I would get the satisfaction that I seek out of making art 
from doing that to be per- to be perfectly honest yeah um this article that uh, you found online um, i read it it's really good it's uh by uh, it's a, a the guardian by yeah, yeah. anna jane parkinson um, yeah, Guardians are cut above most journalism for sure. Oh, so such a good uh, place for yeah, articles. good resource. Yeah, great resource. Um, she she talks about, uh, but yeah, but is it art? Um, it's a question asked of a shark in formaldehyde. So that's um, Damien Hurst. Damien yeah. Hurst, an unmade bed. That was uh, that woman, I can't remember her name. Yeah, but the, she's, the she, woman with the Kleenex, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she redid her room, right, or something like that, with her unmade bed, and it was sitting in the Tate or something, and people were pretty critical of her because they didn't see it as being art. But see, those things, I see those as being art. Like, that to me is, I think that's freaking cool. Like, Tracy, I, I love that Tracy, stuff, right? Is, is it Tracy Does it sound right? Uh, sorry, okay. uh, sorry you were you're breaking up there a bit. Oh, sorry. Am I back? That's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's the internet. You can't take responsibility for that. <laughs> Am I back? Uh, it's a little bit breaking up still, but that's it usually doesn't do that. It's funny. Maybe there's unusual traffic on the internet. Maybe Donald Trump's tweets or something. No, I think it's because I, I clicked on the link and uh, it might affect the, uh, the flow, yeah, it's good now. The flow of energy. <laughs> <laughs> the flow of energy, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so... This so you, th- me too. I I agree. I agree with these kind of uh, installation type um, artworks. I I really yeah, do. I, I mean, I understand that compared to just taking something from Instagram and then blowing it up and and putting it up on the wall. That I don't really. I I just don't see how that could be satisfying as an artist. Well, Unless your satisfaction comes from selling for a hundred thousand dollars each, which I, I guess that's. Certain. I think that's what he does. This guy, this that Richard Prince, he he rephotographs things. Uh, he rephotographed some fo- fo- uh, Marlboro Man uh, photograph, and uh, the um, the photographer for for these ads, uh, I think Abel something Abel, he was talking about it, and he said that. Prince, um, it's not the law about art. It's not any other law, but there's a golden rule. He feels that there's like a moral rule for artists that Richard Prince is able to live with breaking that golden rule or that moral rule that he don't touch some another that that's plagiarism basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and saw I the agree. quote. I, I didn't, I didn't watch. It sounded uh, your message said that you watched his interview. I didn't watch the interview. I was trying to read through the thing and to be so I could be prepared for this, this time now that we have together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam Abel, uh, that's his name. He he, he talks about it, and uh, I think that's kind of that's that's important too. Um, I think. That Richard Prince uh, posting Instagram selfies and selling them for ten thousand dollars—that's pretty cool, I guess. If you can get to do that, um, yeah. And he didn't ask for permission either, which he doesn't have to, I think, because it's I think I think that's actually the most interesting part about that installation. Actually, that part I think 
think is really interesting because it, it really challenges the notion of of modern culture and um, you know social media and the idea that you're putting yourself out there and really why should someone have to ask permission for something that's just been put out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right like you could be offended that suddenly you find out that you were used uh, I know a woman and I guess in some cases I don't like okay there's a woman who I know not really know because on Facebook you know people that you don't you've never actually met them but there's a particular woman that I know who's uh, got a pretty she's very beautiful and she's got like very striking features and and she is an artist she does most mostly like i think she does graphic design mostly but in any case somebody in australia took one of her pictures and put it on a skate like her actual picture of her and put it on a skateboard that they're selling and she (laughs) had a message up saying yeah yeah and she had a message up saying what should i do about this and you know some people are saying well you know get a lawyer right away kind of thing and and uh, I don't know what she ended up doing with it. I, I would think that that would be a pretty tough uh, road to go down, being because she's in the USA and this, this was happening in Australia. And she's probably just forgotten about it. I, maybe I'll send her a message and try to ask because that's it's interesting though because you're out there, right? Like I got my picture on Facebook. Somebody can I I think I have my. I mean, if you don't want anyone to see it, I guess you can lock things down. I, I don't have it particularly locked down. I've, well, your profile picture is public. You have no to, matter what. Yeah, no matter what, you have to agree to that. Yeah, it's it's like it's to get Facebook. Uh, your profile picture will be public. That's the way it goes, and you must accept it. So, you know, like I don't know how how the, this woman felt felt, but I think it's gonna happen. It's going to start to happen. Uh, that uh, and I think it's already happening. I saw um, a woman who was designing these little owl uh, night lights uh, for Etsy uh, using right. some uh, glass, and uh, she found a, rep- a poor reproduction of her work being done in, in China and sold in a store, like a Dollarama kind of store. She, so she found her work. <laughs> plagiarized <laughs> you know um, so it's already happening a lot uh, I don't know if uh, you can start uh, fighting this kind of stuff or if you're just going to have to accept it and that's just the way it is I, I, I don't know what what I would feel like if I had my painting somehow on a yeah like on a skateboard or whatever I don't know how I would feel how would you feel if that happened to you it's probably not going to happen to me (laughs) but yeah hypothetically hypothetically like for some reason well I had um, my experience this week was having my picture on the freaking front page of the London Free Press and I was not expecting that Right, the guy came out and photographed me, and I usually they just put that they bury it inside somewhere, or whatever. And, I, and it usually wouldn't be me doing it, but the, it would be one of our our uh, marketing or our communications type people. But but uh, this time it was me <laughs> because Steve wasn't around, and and uh, I guess it's it's a pretty good photograph. Like it's not just I'm not I think it's a pretty good photograph of me too. But I mean more generally as a photograph. That's got our big fanshaw dam in the background with the gates have just recently been painted, so they're nice and bright blue, and I'm wearing a black. Uh, kind of coat jacket sort of thing and I think it's a, it's just a, it's a good picture it's a so good I think that's picture. why they did it sure. yeah 
<laughs> yeah, so that's why they did it. But it's like, yeah, suddenly you're on the front page of the paper. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it was a big but surprise. But it's funny because but if you're, I wasn't expecting it on the front page, no. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because if you're in, like, certain things, they have to get release forms, right? I guess by me consenting to have my picture taken for work, it's like, you know, that is consent. I'm not saying that I feel I, I was violated, but I don't mean that. It's just it was a bit surprising. But I'm thinking, like, you know, whenever there's, like, if you watch, like, certain, like, reality TV or whatever, or, or like, a, like The Amazing Race or some show like that, and, and they're out in public, that some people's faces will be blurred out because I think they have to go around and ask every single person that is in, going to be included in a shot potentially when they do the editing and production of the, the final product, whether they give their consent to be on there. And I think some people say no, and so they just blur their faces out, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that in that case they can't just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, and maybe maybe somebody should challenge that and just do it because I bet you that would stand up in court too. It's like, well, what? You're you're out there. Maybe it's uh, because it's a it's a filming company coming from another country into a new country, and each country has rules. I think for public. Uh... That could be part of it, but I'm even yeah. thinking in the same country. I'm even thinking like even within Canada or whatever. And any and honestly that's just the example that I thought of off the top of my head. I just think of anything where there's stuff going on in public and there's a chance that you as a person could be like in a restaurant that you're going in to eat in a restaurant that suddenly you gotta eat here or whatever is being filmed in. Yeah, out of, out of courtesy, definitely, I think maybe um, they chose to do that uh, because... There's just, probably a legal requirement, too, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. But again, why would there be a legal requirement there, and yet there's not a legal requirement in other cases? It's kind of a gray area. I think so, too. I think... Um, well, and also, we don't we don't know much. I, w- I almost thought... Hey, I'm going to start studying copyright law. It just sounds so <laughs> fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's you know your you know your life is going for a different turn when you start finding copyright law fascinating. <laughs> I think Although I, just... I yeah, well, I I think it's interesting too because it, like everything in the law, it's all about precedent and it's and it's all about arguing your case and and I don't know. There's just like a lot of different ways of interpreting these things and. I think you should become a judge. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, when I started uh, using Facebook, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm more of the let's share everything kind of thing. Um, I'm more of the mind that I've made this. I've put it into out into the world. Some people will buy it. Some people will not buy it. Uh, I burn a lot of art. Um, I just, I just, yeah, artwork, I'm looking forward for the next thing that I'm going to be making more than the old things that I've made. I mean, there are some things that I would be so sad if I didn't have them anymore. But um, I think that. Um, I'm more of of the mind that it's better to all have something uh, to continue contributing and making artwork and sharing it is better than being all this proprietary 
in this proprietary way, you know? Yeah, I, I believe that it's out there to be, to be seen. And I think even the idea of uh, stuff getting out there that isn't really legal, like thinking about like Napster going back, right? That was kind of one of the first things that that really started to explode, right? And then now it's like streaming and people getting these Kobe TV boxes. And and uh, we had a little conversation on on Dave's uh, timeline about this because he was talking about Mad Men being taken off of of uh, Netflix Canada and people saying, oh, you know, you can get it with they give all these different sources. And it's like, well, I know Dave is a smart guy and he knows all about this. And he points out, well, no, it's, he knows that he can get it. It's not that he can't get it. It's that he wants to pay the people who produced it. Like he, he doesn't want to get it illegally. He, he thinks that the people that are putting, you know, and, and I agree. I think that's the same thing. I think the same thing that, that people do deserve to be paid, but at the same time, it's also good to get your work out there more. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a gray area. Like if I were a musician and I had like somehow something on Napster or when it existed, I'm, you know, going back 20 years now, um, or maybe not quite that long, but, but you know, if you suddenly found out that like there was like a million downloads of a song that you had that you weren't getting a dime for, but suddenly a million people know about you that didn't before. And maybe when you start doing tours, people are going to start coming out. Like there's, it's interesting to me, the whole notion of copyright and and um, I don't know it's it really is it, it, yeah so let's become copyright lawyers <laughs> I think it's um, oh, it's it's multifaceted and um, it's um, I guess as you're growing as you're growing a career you're young and you're establishing yourself and if somebody comes along, takes your crap and and copies it and makes money off it, like more money than you would have been making, that's not fair. That's that's stealing. That's definitely plagiarism uh, in my way of thinking. Uh, however, Talking about about appropriating somebody else's work and then making yeah, money like, on it. Yeah, or... like let's say some somebody is uh, like a young rising artist and makes uh, uh, something that's really striking, and then somebody else comes along and says, "Well, I'm going to take fo- photographs of this and call call it the, my artwork." Now it's yeah, without whoa. even acknowledging the source, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. What happened? It was a whole bunch of. <laughs> oh, that's my the cat. <laughs> the, cat. the cat just walked by, and I, I'm like, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to move the phone so that the cat doesn't send my. Yeah, and then the dog is now looking at the cat, so the, the chaos could ensue at any second. Now the cat's trying to. Right. Yes, living with animals. Do you guys have animals anymore? No, we don't anymore. We had three cats, but uh, after my last cat died. I was the one that had to take it to the vet, and they told us that he was really close to dying, and I had to say to, to yeah, you had to make that down. choice. And yeah. I came home, and that was it. I said, "No more animals. I, I can't take it." I yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. The ones that I have now are all young, and I don't know. It's off topic, but yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of. I see where you're coming from with that. I've had lots and lots of cats in my life, and now I have three cats and a dog. In a small yeah. house. 
And now the dog's off the couch, sniffing the cat's butt. <laughs> well, I, I know why people have them, and I agree, and I think it's really all good. It's They're part of the family, and you have to deal with yeah. every aspect of, of that family. And but I never had had a dog as an adult. I only had dogs. I had two dogs growing up, and I've always kind of liked them. And now that I have a dog, it's like they're even worse than cats. They're just, they're so dependent upon you, whereas cats kind of do their own thing. And dogs are like, they're all about you, right? They, they're all about like being in a family and being pack animals. And and I, I just can imagine like when this little guy is no longer around, I'll be devastated. To get rid of absolutely every sign of him. Like you see like one of That was a major aside. It was just because I, I and, and I think everything's good now. The cat's on the dining table, which isn't actually good, right? But we just let it happen because, well, otherwise he's on the floor and the dog's hassling him. That's okay. So That's you totally sort of make, fine. You, you, you make, yeah, you make compromises. It's like yeah. I couldn't have imagined a world where I was okay with the cat, like, sleeping on the counter in the kitchen, and now it's just I don't even blink when I see that. That's that's totally, absolutely fine. I mean, cats and, <laughs> and dogs are part of, of, they've been living with us for thousands and hundreds and thousands of years. And we've been living, we've been having a coexistent, coexistence for so long. It's part of our evolution. So it's, it's all good. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So anyway, I guess back to the back to art. Yes. <laughs> that was a, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, my original idea with Mike Michael Snow's work too was that um, it was more of him as an artist. I wasn't even really thinking about the copyright thing, but that's really a fascinating avenue to go down for sure. And uh, I don't know, like he's been around for a long, long time, and I don't know that much about him. But I actually, I I did meet him uh, once. He was here in London at a music festival because he's. I mean, he's one of these guys. He makes films. He does. He's a jazz musician. He does improvised music. He's in this combo called CCMC. That's kind of like not for everyone, shall we say? That's <laughs> pretty noisy. But but he sort of bangs away on the piano. And and he was here at something, and I met him and chatted with him a little bit. He's a real nice guy. Oh. And he's getting up there. He's eighty-seven now. Oh man. What was so, that yeah. other? Um... Uh, article that you posted on the the Facebook page. Uh, oh, that was, one. That was another one I thought we could talk about. That was uh, I didn't quite get into it enough. I would have read more if I wanted to talk about that. But that I don't remember the artist's name, but he just passed away. He was he made like self destructive art, like art that was changed by the elements, like outdoor stuff that would slowly deteriorate with time. Auto destructive art, I think he called it. And one of his big installations was these LC, I think, panels that are in our gallery where you see that heat behind them, and then I can these big panels, and so it's always changing; it's never the same. Oh. So that's kind of so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'll check that. Yeah, I'm check right now. Yeah, I was just gonna look that myself.
feel like I forgot how to use the internet sometimes. There we go. <laughs> I find those pages confusing too, like as opposed to a personal page, like because what we're looking at isn't what you see. Gustav Gustav Metzger, yeah, pioneer of auto destructive art. Yeah. So yeah, I hadn't art lists whose pieces include garbage bags. You know, it's like, and he apparently inspired Keith or uh, Pete Townsend of the Who to destroy his guitars, I guess. But anyway, he he sounded like an interesting artist. I the name I've heard of it, but I didn't know much about him. And uh, I thought that was another one that. but I, I didn't. I I read that article whenever I posted it on March. So it was only March second. That's only a couple of days ago. Man, time both goes too fast and too slow at the same time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, pictures of him uh, destroying some painting. <laughs> yeah, well, you're 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 a pioneer. You're, see, this is something again. You're burning your artwork, right? You thought yeah. that was you're <laughs> you're you're. It's not auto destructive. That's oh, there's Murray barking. Hey, Bruce Murray. Bill Bill Murray, not Bruce Murray. <laughs> he heard a butterfly yeah. in Tokyo or something. He's got very good ears. Yeah. Then he came back. Mm-hmm. That's good. So yeah, I, I don't know much about him, but I I, I saw that LCD. Um, L-E-D, L-C-E-D, I don't even know. But I saw the piece that he did, and I thought that was kind of cool. But he passed away. I think it takes really, like, courage to be out there doing something like that. Because the emphasis, then, is put is placed away from the artwork and onto you as a person, as the artist. And right. I, f- I find that... Right fascinating because um, then you you become some kind of um, public uh, figure to be uh, observed and uh, the gaze of the viewer be- is upon you as a person so me Isabel Michaud I'm out there in the public so I've become this this thing that can be discussed as as an object or as a, yeah. an entity. And, and I don't think necessarily that's what you're looking to do, but like it or not, that's what you're doing, right? I believe that that's what happens when you start doing a performance type artwork or installation that is in the public sphere and you're somehow involved with it. And especially if it's something that is any way controversial. And I don't necessarily mean that it has to be controversial. Controversial could just be that it's different, right? Like people don't understand what you're doing. I actually, um, I went to an art uh, opening yesterday here in London for an artist, local artist uh, named Ian Turner. And what made me think of this was that I was wandering around and there was somebody that was also in there wandering around who I didn't recognize, who I don't think had any real connection to the art community, who totally didn't. Like, he was more or less saying, I don't understand this. I don't get this. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> and it was, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty straight. I mean, it's abstract art, but it's not like, it's, it's clearly, there's clearly craftsmanship. It's not like a, just a white panel or something. It's, it's, okay, Ian Turner, it used to be, do you, you remember, uh, you know, Pat, Anderson Ewan, right? We've talked about him. Mm-hmm. Or you know him from... Yeah, and, and he did works where on plywood with a router. Oh. Right? So, yeah, so he would he would route out 
and then paint that. And as he got older, uh, he that gets harder to do because you know it's it's very physical, and he did big paintings. Anyway, this guy Ian Turner was his studio assistant, so he worked for him. And and so all of these paintings that Ian Turner had on display yesterday, I saw were all plywood panels that were not super large, mostly like say two feet by two feet, three feet by two feet sort of size. And they are all routed out. So it's interesting because you get the layer of the plywood. And then when you paint that, it's, it's an interesting effect. And so to me, someone that doesn't see that as art, I mean, I feel like, I guess I've been staring at art for so long that I, I maybe I forget that, you know, <laughs> that people don't necessarily connect with abstract art just because it is, it's not of an image. It's just like colorful and it's nice. I actually took a couple pictures of it. Maybe I'll, uh, since I'm talking about it, maybe I'll, I'll try to upload a couple to our uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think definitely. Yeah, I think, I think you'd quite like it. But anyway, I guess I brought it up because it's, there's this whole kind of, sliding scale of what it is that people think is and is not art. And on one hand, we're people who are, you know, pretty well versed in art and have seen lots of different things and thought about different things. And, and for us, we're talking about, okay, is, is downloading Instagram pictures, blowing them up and putting them on a wall. Is that art? Like that's, that's a sort of one level, but then on other levels for people that don't have the same kind of background and information in their heads that we do, they would just see something that wasn't like a, landscape or a part or a portrait of somebody as what is this right oh my god yeah uh, it's, you know. uh, it's really interesting um living in a small community uh what people consider artwork is uh is only um it seems uh mainstream anyway well yeah yeah that, you see uh, the oil painting that's that's artwork you know? Yeah, and and even that is like you see people they don't have real art up in their houses, right? They have prints that they buy from Walmart for twenty or thirty dollars, and you know to buy a real artwork is it's not a it's you know even a, a couple hundred dollars is pretty cheap, right? I mean very cheap yeah. actually. I mean you know if you're talking about a sizable painting by somebody who's good at what they do, you're looking at you know thousands of dollars or even just one thousand say for a small one. So that's a pretty big investment for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you were sitting, but that was reminding me of, of, I saw something go by on your Facebook. You were sitting in a mall. Yes. With, yes. with stamps. Mark. I saw those. Mark. With stamps. <laughs> Speaking. And I that was, am now, what was not it? a mall person, but I had to help with <laughs> a, uh, a table. <laughs> No, I am not. I do no, not I know like that. going I, I to the true, mall, and I don't true, like true the artists. True words have never been said. <laughs> and and the artists who show in in at tables, I I don't get it. But there are there was one woman I thought was that was really really good, and um, it's a way for her to make some money, and I'm all for it. Like she she sells her artwork on on printed onto cards, so she. She makes her artwork and then she has it printed onto cards, and I think that's that's fine. I mean, her artwork's beautiful, and then she can share her her artwork with many people for four, five, fifteen dollars, whatever it it, it costs. Um, so I'm not going to diss uh, the the expressions 
of these uh, artists, but I am so, so tired of the oil paintings. I, I just, I can't uh, any more flowers or barns or I, I just, I can't take it anymore. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so tired of it that people think that that's art all the time. Yeah, and you, you can only do so much to, I mean, in a way you have to think, I think, of your own process and to be fair, like where, how did you get to where you're at? And I don't know what I would have thought, and I think we've talked about this before, but I don't know what I, I would have thought of some of the things that I like now, what I would have thought of that when I was in, say, grade 10 or grade 11 and just starting to, like, you know, look at Salvador Dali paintings and think, wow, is that guy ever interesting? <laughs> yes. And now I look at Salvador Dali paintings, and I mean, I, I don't know much about him, to be fair, but the ones that are the most common ones, you know, like the melting clock one or whatever, oh, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like, my God. <laughs> I know, it's high school, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. But you know what? I think if you were to dig into his career, though, because he had a long and very um, varied career, I believe, and the cat's going to send my phone flying again, and... Um, I think you'd find that there is actually things that we could appreciate in there as well. It's just the most popular stuff is the stuff that you see every day. It's like songs that you hear on the radio that you don't really want to hear again, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so I'm just... Um, but I don't know what I would have thought of. I don't know what I would have thought of. Sorry, just, I'll just, just so I don't leave that one hanging. I'm just going to say I don't know what I would have thought of, say... Um, like Barnett Newman or something like that when I was at that grade I, and, and at that age and just starting to understand art, I would have probably looked at it and said, I could do that, right? The same thing that everybody says. So there's a process, I guess, is always getting home. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, 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 totally. I, I was just going to say um, that um, we should stop now. Yeah, we're getting, uh, on to, getting on to 45 plus minutes, so yes. Yeah, and plus, um, so, so I'm just going to stop the, the recording here. Um, I'll call okay. you right back, okay? Okay, no problem. Okay.